Welcome to the Filmsteins, the podcast where we discuss all things movies. Join us as we dive deep into the latest releases, revisit classic films, and explore the art of cinema. Whether you're a film fanatic or just love a good flick, we've got you covered. From Hollywood blockbusters to indie gems, we'll be breaking down the storytelling, cinematography, and everything in between. So grab some popcorn, sit back, and get ready for some cinematic magic. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash We offer tiers at the $1, $5, and $20 level, or the $20 here grants the ability to request films for future episodes. This is the Film of Steins, where movies are more than just entertainment, they're an experience. And welcome back to the Film of Steins, the fastest growing podcast in Antarctica. Just kidding, they don't get anything that has anything to do with internet down there. <laughs> but we are the fastest growing podcast in the world, collectively. So, give a round of applause. Thank you. We have our second doozy of a fan-requested feature film, this time with Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Of course, as promised, you can join us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for a new episode, ranging anything in between. Um, To Kill a Mockingbird, The Evil Dead Rise, and now Guardians... And I'm joined today, as always, by my egotistical friend, Wow, Lucy. And that's kind of funny, right? I can't use that really anywhere else. I guess that's better than what you called me last time. What'd you call me last time? I think I just called you a space cowboy. Yeah, I didn't like that. This one just rolled right out. <laughs> how about egomaniac? You like that one better? No, I don't e- take it. How about egological? Mm, I like that one better. All right. We'll Egological. All right. It's the study of the ego. I'll study the ego. We are all studiers of the ego, aren't we? <laughs> Until we dispose of it. I guess that's the Buddhist goal, right? To dispose of your ego? Yeah. Or others, other people. To dispose ego. of your own ego and uh, kind of reclaim your collective identity with the universe. Or the. Your environment. Hmm. All right. Ecological yeah. it is. We we just finished 2017's Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Directed by James Gunn. Thank God that it's not someone else that's, you know, trying to pick up his first film. You know, it, like they, I guess, um, like, you know, like Iron Man 2 to 3 or Thor from 2 to 3 as well, I think. I think the... The first guy got displaced by Taika Waititi, and who? Yeah, yeah I mean exactly. <laughs> He's actually relatively famous. He did the Wilderbeast. Where the where the Wilderbeast where the wilder where the Wilderbeast live? Or is that what it's called? Or how to find the Wilderbeast? I can't remember the name of the movie with Ricky Baker. That's a Taika Waititi film. That's his best film, probably. That and Boy, both filmed in New Zealand. The Ricky Baker one? I thought you were talking about the... What's that weird one with all the monsters and the little boy? And it's like a really famous book. A really famous uh children's book. Oh. It's like his imagination or something. Where the Wild Ones Are? I think that's what that's called. Uh. That's... Yeah. Well, that's his... That's, try, that's him trying to deal with his parents divorcing. That's his trauma. It's kind of... Yeah. But that's not what you're talking about. No, I'm talking about the Ricky Baker movie. Okay. 
I think that Where the Wild Ones Live or something like that. That, that that's what that one's called. Yeah, that's a famous child's book, uh, illustrated book. Yeah, where. So the the book is where the wild things are. Where the wild things are. And then the other one's Hunt for the Wilder People. Okay, Hunt for the Wilder People. Okay, both yeah. great films. I just looked up Ricky Baker movie. <laughs> yeah, that's a. That's probably the best, like little snippet trailer that has ever popped up on Netflix. Is that's it's about it's that scene. That's basically it. Yeah. Because most Netflix trailers, you just they're like cliff notes of the whole movie, and you're like, all right, I it's a four minute trailer. Just I, I'm good. I spent yeah a nice beginning to end. I think I can. I think I get it. Netflix is really terrible about that, aren't they? Yeah, and their little uh, descriptors when your I guess your TV goes to sleep. Yeah, it's like the screensaver of Netflix. Yeah, and it's just got you know. I don't. I I can't think of them. They're totally hysterical right now, but they're irreverent or whatever that word is. They like to use. It's like what? (laughs) They use irreverent a lot. That is kind of a buzzy descriptor of so many things because everything's self-aware and makes fun of itself and unami or whatever that word is for eating stuff. Yeah, for eating stuff. Yeah, it's the irreverent is the unami usami. What? Yeah, what's that word? Umami. 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 I think that's the word. Yeah. Yeah. So we are talking about the from from what I can tell, it's not as loved as the first film, this film, the second film, Guardians of the Galaxy Two, Volume Two. Um, but I'm not really sure. It may just be kind of on the same level. Not really sure. But I I will say that Guardians of the Galaxy Two is by almost every measure a much better movie than Guardians of the Galaxy One. Yeah. So. I have also heard kind of like reading reviews of people saying, you know, it's not as good as the first one, but, and then they name off reasons on why it's good. Or, well, I know everyone says it's not as good, but I haven't really read a review that- Why it's not as good? Why it's not as good. That's funny. Or even Wiki said, yeah, it was like the critical response and how it was, you know, not as fresh as the first one, or I don't know what it was trying to say but again nothing you know no no facts here or no backup examples on why i'm just hearing oh it's not but no one's saying why and even the opposite of people saying it's not as good but you know this is why it's good this is why this one's good though and then they named this one and why this one's good so i don't know it was a bit confusing yeah i don't know if i could compare the two i feel like the first one was you know, like all really first superhero movies or non-superhero movies. It's an origin story. And this one's kind of different because it's not an individual's origin story. It's a group of people's origin story. So... It's the group's origin story? Yeah, the group's origin story. I don't know. So I guess like I can't compare a group's next big movie versus like an individual's next big movie you know i don't know no it's hard to because it's you have an ensemble versus the you know the x superheroes next you know challenge and here we're dealing with the dynamic we're still like the core of the movie is dealing with the dynamic of the ensemble and them loving each other and 
it's I mean it's kind of perfect. The only real challenge that could be introduced here, other than their space cowboy outlaw kind of contracts that they get here and there that we saw in the first five minutes of them killing that octopus dude thing, space octopus dude, is what if we challenge this ensemble, the group of misfits who have kind of found family with each other by introducing a a blood relative to one of them and seeing what kind of madness that can can pull out of them and it's just like god damn i don't know if i wouldn't call this movie genius or anything and as far as like dramas go but i don't think anything has been i don't think anything has so smart has ever been done in the mcu uh, again i'm not um completely caught up but it, by but it seems like everything post thanos is pretty bad according to the internet but you know internet's you know the internet's the internet yeah. you know so i don't i don't it's hard to say black widow did look terrible i saw the trailer and it looked pretty horrendous so if that's any if that's any um litmus test yeah that's a good point because all these you know misfits have pretty much lost their families um gamora has thanos and you know we just killed her brother i guess yeah, I don't. I'm not sure if he was the brother, but he seemed like it. I think he called him boy. That's what a, a dad does sometimes, right? Daniel's I called think a Nebula called him brother. Okay. And they're sisters. But I know they're so, not like. Yeah, yeah, they're not blood related or so, whatever. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, all so adopted. Like, so I'm like, I'm just a little. It's a little confusing on yeah. that note because like, are they? Because Thanos they, is kidnapping babies. So yeah, and then. We have, you know, Drax who lost his daughter and wife and then... Um, and planet. Oh, shit. Yeah. And this whole entire planet. Mm -hmm. That's even worse, actually. Yeah. A little <laughs> bit. <laughs> Damn. Can you imagine that? Losing your planet? That's crazy. I can't even begin to comprehend. I can't imagine even losing, like, my neighborhood or something. That'd be crazy. Yeah. That's next level house burning down shit. Is <laughs> And then, you know, you have Rocket. Who was, who's one of a kind. Who's one of a kind. Genetically modified. So, you know, no fucking parents there. You weren't even conceived in any sort, in any way. And who knows what the fuck Groot is. Yeah, who knows what Groot is. And then we have Quill. Yeah, for all we know, we Groot and Rocket may have escaped together or something. Yeah. In some kind of lab. And I, I mean, I don't know. That That's, uh, I don't know. That, but no doubt a group of misfits and we're now challenged or uh our cast is now challenged with this player who's kind of been in peter's life all along in some way or another yeah not only is that his dad his biological dad but it's also you know kind of a what they call him a celestial god figure whatever i mean he's you know He's got powers, and now Quill has powers that he didn't know he had, and that's kind of cooler than just meeting your regular dad and finding out you're immortal or were you were immortal. I I wasn't sure there what what happened because I guess if he if the planet got destroyed, he said you will be like everyone else. But I mean, what does that mean? You know, he's just gonna be mortal. He's only half whatever that is. Yeah. And as far as we know, he um. All of what he said was a lie, and he was just gonna take leech off of what Peter's, you know, Peter's yeah. energy and stuff, and to sustain his energy, to sustain his life, 
that's all you can really gather, I think, from him because he, you know, he kind of loses a lot of his trust. And after we see all the bones and shit, and and his just like whole ambitious plan and his whole like, I guess, motivation to uh, enact some kind of genocide. He, uh, it's hard to, it's hard to believe anything that he has to say to Peter, you know, because how does Peter fit into that, really, you know? That's true. So, he's lying, no doubt, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Because, like, if he had all these children with all these repulsive people, including humans being one of the repulsive people, like, he fell in love with this one human that he, and he made, they actually made a baby that retained some of his god power. It's like, no. I doubt it. I bet you if if he I'm sure if Peter did, obviously he was able to control some of that. Yeah. But I'm willing to bet that most of civilization or most of the different races of people and creatures also retained some of that power and then he just leached off of it. And then that's where we see the bodies or the the skeletons. Yeah, I I don't know cuz you know you you bring a good point there. Did he love, you know, uh Star-Lord's mom was her name monica melissa i don't know start with them meredith i think that was her name meredith did he love her you know and then the whole thing with the song how you know you you don't fall in love with a girl you fall in love with the sea or whatever that song was trying to say and obviously he you know was in love with his plan more than he was in love with her but then he said that thing about well if i would have gone back to earth a fourth time he would have stayed. I would have stayed. Which is good manipulation. So, would you? Would you have stayed? Yeah, I mean, I believed him. I didn't fucking believe him. I did. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I was like, oh, you would have stayed? That motherfucker wouldn't have stayed. They always say they're going to stay and come <gasps> back. They don't come back. I did like his little introduction of him being on the like weird spaceship, weird pill-like spaceship. He's riding it like a... Space Cowboy. I think that was cool. And when he killed all the gold guys, I guess the gold ships, none of them are in there because they're all cowards and they don't fly their own ships. Yeah, I thought that was weird. I was like, who does this guy think he is riding around like that? That's dangerous. That's funny. That's a lot of personality. It is dangerous as fuck. But but then again, you know, it would be for a normal person, you know, someone who wasn't, you know, just a ball of energy that could control anything. Yeah, it's like people who ride, you know bicycles with no helmets or people who ride bikes with no while while not holding on to the handlebars like just stop (laughs) stop showing off get your safety you know get back in there yeah what do you think of the gold people though the whole gold person interaction i know you like that beginning part though right well i guess we'll start there that intro intro that like the 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 rolling credits, the rolling intro credit kind of things with the Groot dancing around the biggie, the big octopus dude. Yeah, I mean, I was excited that they, you know, have a big monster, the big octopus looking thing. That was cool. And then we have Groot dancing, baby Groot dancing while they're trying to fight the monster. And I don't know how I felt about that. You know, Groot's cute and all. He's overrated. They do kind of force him onto you. But he, yeah, he is I- cute. I don't mind the cuteness. I don't mind Baby Groot. If they did a Baby Groot movie, I'd probably watch it because, you know, I'm still a child at heart. But not not here. I wanted the big octopus. I didn't want Baby Groot dancing all over the place. 
as cute as it was that's not what i wanted yeah i would say i wanted to but um marvel just shows they don't really know how to make action sequences yeah although that is one of my favorite parts when drax that was awesome fucking jumps in the octopus's mouth that was awesome i will say and then when gamora cuts the belly and he pops out that's awesome stuff but like the back and forth i hit you you hit me kind of thing it's terrible it's gotta be so fucking creative like towards the end when rocket has those cool little whatever those are magnets and then same thing with peter even fighting his dad yeah because i know that's kind of superman-esque and like just traditional superhero kind of fighting but it was earned but they had fun with it Mm -hmm. at that end scene i was surprised how good it was yeah so i guess yeah if you were not able to give me that throughout your fighting scene then give me baby group yeah so and i feel like it was irresistible having an intro like that because you know they're they're a working team now they have these contracts there so we kind of set the mood for that and then of course we got to start it off with group because he's all the rage and you know we gotta get those intro credits in and this is a good way to kind of mold it all together i think so I, I I liked it. I liked it. I really liked Drax jumping in there. And that yeah, didn't, that was that didn't, awesome. That didn't look stupid. Yeah. It was fun. He was like, you know, the skin's too thick, you know. And From we, the we, outside. We knew what he meant. You know, he's got softer tissue on the inside, but they were I like. Got him. Yeah. They were like, it's the same thickness. What? No, no, no. You didn't no. understand. Yeah. Him. His vitals are on the inside. That's exactly. just how, you know, it's just shut up, you guys. He knows what he's talking about. And then he thinks he kills him, which is awesome. It's a great intro. And then, but we, uh, I will say at the very beginning there, and we go into the gold people after this, and this, I guess, is part of the problem I have with the first, what, 20 or so minutes of it. And we start laying on the jokes thick in the very beginning. Every other line is a joke, if not every line for probably a solid 15 minutes is jokes. And that is beyond stupid. It just, it's, um, yeah, agreed. And especially when he's talking to the gold queen. I know, like, the whole major theme here, which is um, probably mostly not a concept in most of the MCU, is, like, a theme that is core to what everything happens into the movie, you know, for everything that happens in the movie, mm-hmm. and that they're talking about, you know, just sex, and it, it's, like, kind of raunchy, and I don't like it from one... I guess I don't like it because Peter... He's not really a raunchy character, I mean, they, but he's kind of he's kind of raunchy in this little fifteen second bit that they're doing with the gold lady. But it's kind of and it's kind of funny because they're like whatever we don't know anything about them, so I guess it's really not that funny actually. But they supposedly create people perfectly and exactly how they want and everything, yada yada yada. And then and they're talking about like procreating basically, and so it's like you know trying to start this whole movie of what is a family and everything to do with family and where f- family even comes from. And it's just a little too stupid. It, that whole, that whole interaction is just a little too stupid for me, but I guess I can't ignore that. It, it does kind of fit thematically with the rest of the movie. <laughs> it's kind of hard to ignore, which I can't help but appreciate on some level. Yeah. I guess at least they stick with it. Yeah. Yeah. I had an issue with just the golden people in general they were a weird kind of macguffin going mm-hmm. on here i didn't like the batteries i guess were the actual macguffin in a couple situations and i'm just eh. i like i like that he stole the batteries and stuff but 
I didn't like the gold people <laughs> showing yeah. up. But they were also taken out pretty quick. So it's like... Yeah, and then, I mean, I guess the whole point to them in the beginning was they needed Nebula back. Or Gamora wanted Nebula back. And we also had to give Rocket his, you know... His ha-ha. His ha-ha by stealing the batteries, which I loved. Yeah. I thought that was And then with him awesome. and Drax, Drax starts laughing. Yeah. Drax laughs a lot in this, which is great. Hope he laughs a lot in the second, the next one too. But then, okay, you got Nebula, you got you just you got destroyed, you know, fairly quickly, but you come back. I don't know. It's it was it was a little weird. Yeah. And then especially when they do come back, it's towards the end when they're already fighting one dude. Yeah. I don't like that they. I mean, maybe it's said. I'm trying to think about it, but I don't like that they just appear. Like, how do they know? Do we know? Doesn't that guy, uh, Taserface? Managed to tell her before Yondu kills them all. Yeah, I I think he I know he talks to her, and I think he tells her where they're going. Does everybody just know where Ego is? Wait, didn't someone say they put a tracker? No, that was before. That was that was before. Yeah, I guess everyone knows where that planet is at least, or he is because he is the planet. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't. Yeah, the gold people are the sorest part of this movie i think and fortunately they don't show up much and they're taken out pretty quick they're just kind of stupid little things and i guess doesn't well doesn't the gold the gold queen hire taser face and she walks out on that thing yeah she hires him to bring back her batteries right yeah so i guess i guess it's just kind of easy to track people here is that what i'm getting I mean, that makes sense. I mean, I guess. If I, if I, I just got to take that. It's how it is. It's all right. Not a huge deal. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but I guess everything up into, up up to the point where they land and meet Ego, there's a f- there's just a little too much ha-has happening in between all the characters, and I'm not, I'm not a fan of it. And I think it ends with Nebula... I think it ends with Nebula eating or taking a bite of that thing, and she's like, it's not ripe. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, my God. I think that's the end of that, though. We, that's kind of kind of wraps it up, and that's probably 30 minutes in, I would say. I'm not too sure, but, yeah, when she's... You, you know what point I'm talking about? Yeah, when um, basically Groot let her loose yeah. to go save Rocket, and she kind of saved Rocket. But yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's just, it's too much and it's just nonsense. It's and it's kind of funny that Drax said he kicked away and said it's not ripe. That's kind of funny, but I didn't want it to be a whole setup. Her saying she was hungry to Gamora, Drax kicking away the vegetable thing, and then her taking a bite and be like, it's not ripe. No, it's fucking stupid and I hate it. Get it yeah, away from me. I think some of these jokes would have landed better if they wouldn't have said anything it's like in some of the dialogue they explain the joke to us and it would have been funnier not to say it at all like if she would have taken a bite and kind of just made like a quick like a quick disgust face and then spit it out yeah and that's it not say anything yeah like i would have liked that a lot better than her saying it and i i got a lot of that with um ego like when he was talking, I guess his, you know, heart to heart with Peter. And I don't remember any specifics, I guess. I didn't write them down or anything, but 
there were just some parts where he was just kind of overstating like okay we got it we, we got what you meant by that you didn't yeah, have to not the jokes i thought you were about to say some jokes i was like i don't remember him joking no not jokes no ego and this is this just this i this is my this is probably my actual biggest problem with the movie uh you know direction and and the production of the whole deal because the the goal people are uh yeah they're just this little thing that's supposed to make you go ha ha or maybe it's for the kids out there i'm not sure you know and then we get these stupid little jokes for a little bit and they kind of they tame it down thank god but then we have this massive directorial problem where you have this character explaining to such a degree that it makes it just screams the audience is not going to understand this unless x y we say x y and z right it's just like are you fucking no like come on like this is actually sort of weird and interesting you've got a thing going on like they should have positioned it in such a way where like i thought we were playing that up i thought we were going to go in that direction but no everyone just fucking understood i guess i guess people just are not maybe we're missing that in the mcu or, or just the guardians movies where Everyone just knows everything. Like every, nothing's fucking weird. Because I thought Gamora was kind of weirded out in that there's no way this guy's a planet. But she was weirded out then in the sense that oh we don't I can't we can't trust this guy. That's all. Yeah. And it would have been cool if we got Ego explaining his thing in such a way. But we got a whole fucking holographic simulation of the deal. Of what happened? It's just like okay, well you know I feel like it's gotta. It's not. It can't be so literal, right? Or at least your characters should be thinking that, and but we should have never saw that simu- that little holographic thing, and we should have been told the story in such a way that the characters find out and they're like, "What the fuck? He's actually a planet!" Yeah, <laughs> you know that could have been a big, not it wouldn't have been funny, but it would have been been a kind of cool moment. And but I guess is that mansplaining? I'm not sure what mansplaining is by definition, but it's like it makes me feel like they don't think the audience is smart enough to get it. Yeah, that's kind of what mansplaining is, is when you have to explain something that's kind of obvious. So maybe this isn't mansplaining, because we should have, he should have positioned, I guess it was mansplaining, I'm not sure, but he should have, the dialogue should have been in such a way that it didn't make, it just, there's no fucking way, that didn't make, no, no way, you know? Should have, it should have been kind of confusing, the dialogue should have been, and then it should have been a kind of a big reveal, I feel like. I mean, it yeah but it was so it literal he took characters. us he, it didn't seem quite like that yeah. did it but he took us through a fucking museum of his whole plan it's like oh my god yeah that was kind of weird ego you're you're a cool character you're a planet you are interested in genocide that's not a lot of bad guys you know not you're not really a bad guy bad guy per se right you don't you're not doing things for evil and stuff I guess he is kind of, it's kind of a racist thing, isn't it? Because he's disgusted by life, by other life. Yeah. And so it's like a deeply, it's like a deep, deep racism, which is very cool. And I wish we could have played that up a little bit more and had some kind of reveal to his character. But I guess, I mean, I guess if you already knew who Ego is, it's, there's no reveal. So maybe, maybe they're trying to meet people halfway too so i'm not i'm not sure that was a little disappointing that was that's my biggest problem with the core of the movie is is that exactly i'm glad you bring that up yeah it was it it just didn't flow it just wasn't 
I don't want to use the word consistent here, but no, yeah, I think so. I think you're right. Consistent. The tone was off. There. Yeah, it was. It was. It was just weird, and that sucks because you know this is not a Star Lord movie. This is not Peter finding his dad, and then his friends are surrounding him. No, it's still a Guardians movie. But this is is kind of the point of this movie, and it gets a little fucked up. Christopher Nolan gets accused of having characters in his movies that are kind of like ego, where he will, where they will just explain the whole movie mm-hmm. to you, and supposedly, you know, you never know because you know no one's talking to Christopher Nolan one on one, you know, shooting the shit. He's being interviewed by fucking schmucks, and they're trying to get something out of him. So it's all PR nonsense, right? But he's they say that the that's kind of a producer's call that producers these producers don't aren't gonna they're they're trying to meet the audience kind of halfway so they can be a little bit more entertained and not be challenged as much but christopher nolan does want to he doesn't want to include a lot of those characters so it just kind of makes me think of that wait so he he over explains to his audience or he doesn't he'll have a specific character that will be the explainer you see what i'm saying Kind of. Like, there will literally be a character in his movies who is asks questions to people in the, throughout the movie, or they will just be like, something happens, and then they'll tell you exactly what happened, even though if you connect some dots, you should be able to kind of come to that point. Whether it takes a viewing or two, you know, it's, you know, you still can get there, but they have this specific character who will just tell you it's just like oh you know it makes the audience it makes certain people who are paying attention feel retarded you know because like or or like they're just not or like they're condescending like it's it's it's, it's condescending yeah and so so christopher nolan kind of gets a slack and and that because he's he's the you know he's the guy he's the buck stops with the director i would say and Unfortunately, in some cases, and in his case, it does because he's he's a smarter director than he his movies even lead on. I think, even though he makes questionable decisions with audio and and storytelling, but not characters. I think his characters are fine. I think he makes really weird and surrealistic characters, which is cool. Yeah, but yeah, it kind of just reminds me of that on the exact same level, maybe even worse, because we get a museum style. We get visual lecture of it. Yeah, it's just like, what is going on here? You know, it it is. It's totally. I think people say that that kind of. They'll say it's uneven in tone or something like that. People like to whip out that word uneven, and it's totally inconsistent. Yeah, with the rest of the story and everything else that happened in every fucking where. I hate that. I hate that kind of stuff. It kind of reminds me of um, Aragon, and you know, kind of like Safira did that for us did she a little bit yeah yeah like there were times where she didn't need to say what she said but did she she didn't in the book obviously right no because i guess in the book her and aragon share a mind yeah you know they they can read each other's mind they can read they can read each other's thoughts no one has to say anything really and yeah. you know and the author can get away with saying you know once he tells you that's a thing yeah like in in the movie, you know, when we just found out Brom is a dragon rider and he's got that scar on his palm. And then here's Safira saying, oh, 
he's a dragon rider. And Aragorn's like, <gasps> like, no, Saphira, we got it. No, we, we, were, we were paying attention. We were paying attention. We we knew. We were suspicious when he used the word Brzinger. Like, you know, but then again, I, I get that they had to find some way to tell us that her and Aragorn are connected somehow, you know. But th- that that wasn't necessary, so. But I guess it's better than, you know, having a museum. Yeah, I don't know about better. <laughs> On the same page, I think, yeah. really. It's just so unfortunate that they feel the need to, it's not even an over-explain, but it's just to, I don't know, it's like you want a less is more kind of thing. Let the imagination kind of ride. Or let us have the, you know, aha moment. Like, let us be, let us guess it. I guess that's why, you know, like, whodunits are kind of popular because people like guessing it. People like being right, you know? It makes them feel smart. Yeah, it makes them feel smart, and it makes you feel like you are paying attention and you are engaged. You know, like, here, when the dad says something about, you know, Yondu, I had Yondu gather all the little kids for me or something, and, you know, that was a big moment for me like that. And I was like, oh, my God, Yondu kept him safe. Like, he he wasn't trying to hurt him. And, you know, it, it, it tugged at you. It got me in the feels. It made me, you know, if, if I wasn't going to cry at the end here with what happens to Yondu, that definitely, me figuring that out and me having that, like, in my mind definitely pushed on the emotions there. So come on, how do you not want your audience to experience that multiple times throughout your film? Yeah, you can't really force the emotion. You gotta just let it be in the audience's hand, and and if they connect, if they connect the dots, which they will, I guess they maybe thought that the because the whole father thing was at the crux of this film, they maybe thought that that was gonna be a little more obvious than the ego thing, but like it's not. If none of this is that complicated. We're not. It's it's just pay attention, you know. And then the ego thing can be a big reveal that you know you're like he's. He, I mean he's kind of you know telling you yeah he's the planet you know he's this ball is thing of energy or whatever and you can kind of manipulate space and time and yada yada. It's just like okay, that's I feel like that's weird. Maybe just because I'm not in tune with the Marvel world, I just that feels different. You know that doesn't feel. I mean, you know, someone's saying they're a god here. You know, it's like, okay, Thor and Odin are kind of gods, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I don't, uh, you know, so it's just, you can you can kind of, I don't know, they, they can kind of beat around the bush, I guess. And then these characters can be like, what the fuck? You know, because Peter can maybe be the character on the end. He's like, you know, because his dad's teaching him that he can use these abilities. And you're just like, what the fuck? You know, what is going on? And I don't know, it's just... Definitely can make your audience feel like they... It's almost like they tried to explain it too much that they kind of confused you, you know, because he said that. He's like, you know, I am the planet or however he said it. Yeah. And then we have, you know, a few minutes later with Gamora. She, I guess she's, you know, she's upset. She's mad. And she takes her sword and like slices a flower and I'm like, oh, is that going to hurt him? Because I'm over here thinking this dude's a planet. And it didn't hurt him. And then it doesn't get brought back up. 
until later on we see kind of a face on the side of the planet you're like wait so is he a planet like what and then i think at one point we were like so is he killing people is he trying to reproduce what is this guy trying to do here so i don't know maybe it was a little bit too much explaining yeah i will say this the cg in this film starts to decline like the rest uh like the a lot of the later mcu films i don't know what happens there i just things become things kind of become things start to lose their definition everything's kind of colorful and it doesn't nothing has any kind of defining grounded reality it's just a blob of just cg nonsense and that does work on some level in this film i think because the world is mostly artificial and kind of built to ego's idea of what a world should look like and so it kind of fits the shitty cg Mm -hmm. where we have this very artificial looking you know structure castle thing he's in but i could i do kind of like the fish thing that he has out front it's very whimsy and weird and it just it kind of it's it kind of works here with me but things really start to look bad especially when we you know are in, in space and i know that i think that was a problem i had in the first film too right yeah yeah and you didn't like the space space i know space stuff is just hard to pull off because we don't we can't really simulate spacey physics on earth and it, it really affects the the end there with Yondu and Peter. When Yondu saves Peter, he flies him out to outer space to get off the planet. And it just looks so bad. It looks so bad. And it's in a really emotional part. And I hate it for anyone who's invested in the director because it just, it looks terrible. I can't, I can't believe how bad the space travel looks, including ships too. Things just moving in outer space away from a rock without any kind of point of reference just just sucks. Yeah, that whole Yondu Peter scene felt off to me. And I couldn't quite put my finger on it, so I wonder if that's what it was, that it just, you know, space just looked bad. Because I was thinking maybe it was because um, we didn't have, you know, an emotional scene with them. We didn't have this, we never had this heart-to-heart. We never had anything kind of like that with them. So I thought maybe that's what it was. It felt a little maybe forced, I guess. Peter just realized that this dude cares about him. But this dude, you know, like my boy Rocket, they're emotionally retarded. They are they don't know how to express in words how they feel. So they say shit like, I'm glad we didn't eat you, you know? instead of i love you or i was always looking out for you you know and then you have your you know star lord's you you said in the beginning he's not this raunchy dude he's a vulnerable ass person he's a man child he's a man child he wants the hug and the i love yous and the whatnots and you know we get a little bit of that from what he wants from gamora you know he wants her to say that there is something here because he, he feels it. He knows it. He wants it to be said. So I thought maybe that was what was missing here, that, you know, Yondu's emotionally stunted and... Yeah. You know, but 
I don't, I don't know. I wonder if... Could have been the presentation. Could have been the presentation. Because we, we, as the audience, we had that moment, though, with Yondu and Peter without them being there when we found out, you know. Right. So we already had that. Peter didn't have that, but we did. So it should have... It should have been a moment where you got kind of a home run out of you. And it just, and it does and it doesn't, you know, because I think, I, and I think it might, it might have something to do with how it looks because it, it looks, I can't, I mean, I cannot overstate it. I'm sorry. It looks terrible. Because when he grabbed his face, when Yondu grabbed his face and, you know, kind of like this tender moment, it didn't feel tender. But then when we got a really close in shot of Quill or uh, Peter trying to, I guess his name is Peter Quill, of him trying to um, grab the little button thingy that would protect him, I think. I don't know. We got a zoom in shot of him like just grabbing something to help him, to help Yondu and save him. Yeah, that him. thing like insulates him. So yeah, can... that made me like, you know, made my heart feel some sort of way more than him, more than Yondu grabbing him on the face. And I wonder if it was that. I wonder if. Because one was a close-up shot to that, yeah. and the other was. Yeah, I, I definitely could. I definitely, hmm. that definitely could be it. I was just too invested to notice anything else. See what was going to be said here between a father and a son. See, this is this is why we need to minimize the use of CG, and this is, and I know they they have painted a world of a, a, an outer space world of it's colorful and just not you know realistic in any way whatsoever because a realistic outer space is extremely sterile and brown and you know your your yellow reds and it's just not it's not fun to look at it's very boring yeah as far as personality and style goes and you know all these nasa photos that we get from outer space especially of nebulas are treated with by artists and they're not none of them are accurate they're awesome looking, but they, they're non-representational. Yeah, I mean, other than form. Yeah, kind of like when you see pictures of dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We didn't know what color they were. We didn't know really what they looked like besides their, you know, skeletons. Yeah, their the fossils. general shape. And then you know, you flip through your chemistry book and you see, you know, colorful electrons or whatever. Like, no, that. That stuff is kind of made up too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all that stuff on a microscopic scale looks identical. It's just yeah, doesn't even have any representation. But you got to think about. Sorry, what'd you say? To the human eye, I should say. Okay, but you got to think about how popular space. I don't know if it still is, but I know it was for a while, and everyone loved all the galaxy colors and. You know, you want a galaxy room where you have all these really pretty purples and shimmeries and greens and, you know, slime, galaxy colored slime, <laughs> I guess. Like that look, that shit looks beautiful. So maybe that's not too bad. It's not too bad. It just looked, it, it looked bad here. Whatever, whatever they had going on here, it did look kind of. I think awful. the more important thing to fix here is not actually the CG. Maybe funny coming out of me. But the way they move on these ropes and wires and shit, they just, they look, that, that looks so bad. And we see that at its worst when everybody's fighting. It's so bad. I can't believe how bad it is. And we get, we get, 
We don't get a lot of that here. We, I mean, we get some, you know, ropey on wire shit here, but it looks actually pretty decent, like when Peter and his dad are fighting and stuff, and it's very, like, traditional Superman kind of fight where they're, like, running into each other and, you know, everything, and it's kind of really... You don't see a lot of the back and forth, you know? It's just, like, one direction, then we get a cut, and then we go into the other direction and stuff. It's not a... We don't feel like there's wires necessarily involved like when Drax was fighting Ronan in the first one mm-hmm. it looked so fucking bad I hated it you know but it's such a funny moment cause we got Drax this random ass motherfucker <laughs> trying to take on Ronan I don't know I mean Ronan's just a random ass baddie but it's <laughs> but it looks so bad you know and it should have been funnier yeah I mean that might have been a little bit there too because maybe he was just uncomfortable maybe yondu was like oh this thing's riding somewhere it shouldn't be or yeah I mean, maybe they had that. been up there for a while you know maybe maybe yeah and maybe we caught a little bit of that and then and then of course i hate it because he's not gonna he's not gonna there's not gonna be this moment in space he's gonna die almost immediately when there's any kind of vacuum involved yep uh, he's going to choke, I guess, first and foremost, when the atmosphere becomes so thin, he's going to start choking. And then if he has any air left in him, it's going to come out and blow his fucking face off. And so we're not going to have this tender moment anyways, which bothers me anyways. So it's, it's yeah, annoying in that said, right too. I, when did you say that? Was it the first movie or this movie? Yeah, you were know. like, no, they'd be, they'd be exploding They would by be now. so pretty. <laughs> yeah. Like, damn, let me watch my movie. I don't want to imagine them exploding. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want... Yeah. Just the orifices, you know, where air comes out. It's going to come out and fucking destroy you. That's even worse. It's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, no tender moments in space. And, of course, the... It's such a funny thing. I don't know why it's a pet peeve, I guess. Hearing sound in space, too, bothers me. Everything should be quiet if you're outside of a ship. And... We see, we hear explosions and whatnot, and it's just, I just, I I don't know. I don't know what that is. I mean, am I too good for that? I just don't know. I, I hate hearing ships explode in space. That does not, that just doesn't fucking work like that. Yeah, I think you, you know a little bit too much, or maybe you, you know, that's something you like. That's something you enjoy. So you know your shit, you know your research, and it annoys you. I'm trying to think if there's anything equivalent for me for that. Like, if there's a lab scene and they're not wearing gloves or something, you know, that nobody else but a person who likes labs or has worked in them or whatever would notice. I wouldn't say I have, but... Oh, you definitely have here and there. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, maybe someone's doing an experiment and they're not under a fume hood. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, or they're just mixing random shit. Yeah. Just like... Like you're just you just put food coloring in water and you're yeah, stirring it. Looks so stupid. It does look so stupid. You might as well just have no one messing with this stuff and just have it all as props. Just don't fucking touch it. And then I think that kind of stuff is at its worst when we. It's it's le- it's less of a problem now. I think, I think, <laughs> than it used to be. But when people would get on devices, laptops, phones, and we would see this like weird, fucking Walmart brand you know yeah kind of hacking thing or user interface and it was just our operating system it was all fucking just like (laughs) some cw shit you know it's just like i don't 
I can't. I can't do this. This takes me out of this. I don't care if it's on NCIS and it is on the CW. Make this look better. Just use a real fucking thing. You can't tell me you can't just get on Microsoft Windows, you know, get on the home page of, you know, like the the the, the page where you click on all your <laughs> icons and shit. Just load that up. Why do I need why does it need to be fake? Uh, yeah. That kind of shit. I don't. It's the authenticity needs to needs to pop up a little more. Yeah, I wonder how many people that were knowledgeable about space. So many. Was involved in this movie. So many. Tim Gunn's probably he probably knows all kinds of shit about space. And somebody was probably like, "Well, they wouldn't make a noise," and and they probably got fired. So. Yeah, probably because they're a union and they can't fucking you know only consultants can say shit like that. I guess I'm a lousy ass consultant from. But but the Ohio State. You know, shit would explode out of their eye sockets. What? No one wants to see that. Yeah, There's kids watching this. They want to see. I'm it. just saying. Kids want to see it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if kids want to see that. Maybe you, when you were a kid, you definitely wanted to see that. Yeah, that would have been cool. I do. I like this movie more than the first one. I think. I think it's more complete. I think it has some of the problems are worse. Some of the problems that are that exist in the first one and exist here are worse here. Um. And I think even a, a serious, with a serious ass problem, like the dad explaining, ego explaining things, I think I think that's a mega filmmaking problem. I don't think that's a MacGuffin problem. I don't think that's a CG problem. You know, these things that are not, really are not the biggest things. But that's like, that I think that can potentially be pretty killer to your film. But the crux of this film is so good that it really kind of elevates it to to a, a different level of a Marvel film at least. And I thought, I think I think this is better. I think this is the best. I think this is the better of the two. I do. Yeah. I I don't know. I I I think maybe I'd have to spend more time thinking about it, but definitely in this one I had a favorite character. And I don't know if I've ever had a favorite character and then that character fucking dies. <laughs> Cuz I you know, Yondu was kind of okay in the beginning. I thought his little, like, uh, what is that thing that he controls with the whistle? The fin. Oh, the arrow. The arrow, yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. That's a cool thing to have. And then he's in this one, and you start getting bits and pieces about him that make you like him, make you understand him as a person or whatever alien he's supposed to be. And then you have the interactions with him and Rocket, and then you understand that they're both, you know, mistreated, misunderstood creatures, and you feel for him. And then, you know, I already love Rocket, so you, I'm now I'm I'm extending <laughs> that feel to this, this other guy. And then you find out about him protecting Peter, and you're like, oh, shit, like, this dude's a good dude. Oh, my God god and then they're gonna go rescue him and then he stays behind and tells rocket like you know just go and it's and all then Groot tells him welcome to the guardians of the galaxy yes and i i knew i guess i knew from <laughs> from from when he said from when ego said that about yondu like i felt the lump in my <laughs> in my neck oh no and then I was, I guess I was just waiting for it because I'm like, um, well, I wasn't waiting for him to fucking die. Let me, let me say that. 
I was waiting just waiting for the, for the moment, the feel good, the, you know, okay, now he's a guardian. Now him and Peter are going to hug and then they're going to, I don't know, talk about his childhood. I don't know what you're going to do here, but you're going to do something. But no, you fucking kill him. And then, you know, the the scene where he's dying was a little bit of all was a little bit off. So it didn't completely destroy me like I thought it was going to. Why was it off? Because we just talked about that. Oh, I I was thinking the cremation scene. No, 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 no. The scene where yeah, where he where, where he they're died. in space, where I he guess. Died. Where yeah. he Yeah, where he's freezing, I guess. So after he freezes, then it then it starts coming a little bit and then, you know, they cremate him. That's probably up there on my favorite parts because, you know, that's so cool that they cremated him and threw him out in space. Like, that's awesome. If that was a choice, I'd probably pick that, like, fifth on my how to die or how to get, I don't know what the fuck you call that, burial practices? I don't know. What to do with my body after I die. Like, that's pretty cool. That's top five. And I think that. It was when I just started crying and I just, it just wouldn't stop. And that lump was still there and it had to come out. And then you have all these people that show up for him. And I'm like, man, now I'm going to cry on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and they told me at the very beginning that he wasn't, they weren't coming. He wasn't yes. getting a Ravenger ending. Yes. And yeah. he did. And I'm and like, fuck you guys. <laughs> you know? Like, okay, good. You showed up for him, but. Screw you guys. I uh another little missed opportunity with them was ending it right then. They should have had no ending credits. They should have had no little silly things after after the funeral and just went black and then credits rolled. I wish that would have happened too. Ending on a sad note. You can't it's just nothing better than ending a movie on a sad note. Nah, that's too sad. You you go Go watch another movie if you want that kind of sad, you know? It's like when I watch a scary movie and then I need to watch a happy movie after it. Like, you just tore my heart out. I need that end credit scene where Drax gets hit in the throat with the arrow. <laughs> you know, I need that. He's choking. <laughs> he's choking. And he's screaming. <laughs> it was funny. That was actually one of the funniest scenes in all of the show. All the movie. That's yeah, funny. I, I I don't know. How did they end it before the end credits? Like the extra ending or the one? Like Yondu dies. We have all these peeps visiting him in space. That's how they end it. And then it's the scene where Drax gets stabbed. And then it's the scene where, him, where Yondu's old crew gets back together. Mm, okay. That's the ending, and that's just weird. It's not that well, yeah that that one's weird, but maybe the 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 big nerds get it. <laughs> the big nerds probably get it, yeah. So they appreciate it, but nah, no, not too sad. You can't have. I I'd probably still be crying if they would have done that. So I wish they would, man. I like that stuff. Not here. Or maybe they could have ended it with the credits rolling, and it was pictures of Peter and Yondu when he was when he was little, a kid. Oh, no. Although I don't think Yondu's a picture taker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there'd be any home pictures, some family pictures. One of the coolest, pro uh, not one of, the absolute coolest bit of CG in this film 
which was pretty cool. It's probably the coolest CG in of, out of all of the MCU happened in this film. You know what I'm talking about? When everyone's getting squished? Uh, no. Okay. I guess it was probably around that same time, though. Mm-mm. Is when Ego, he'd been blasted apart by Peter, and he was coming back, and his, like, whole nervous system and bones were all coming together. Oh. That CG looked almost stop motion. How it was all fuzzy and coming together and stuff. It looked really cool. It was totally unlike anything else that was happening in this movie. Yeah, that was hella creepy. I liked that. I thought that was really neat. I liked it, too. Oh, I also wanted to say that Nebula, I think she sounds better in this. So I'll give her that. And I like that she opens up a little bit. You know, she's like, oh, I, just, I wanted a sister. You know, you all, you just wanted the win. I wanted a sister. Like, okay, Nebula, I didn't know you were such a softy. That's fine. <laughs> but man, the way her dialogue's better, I guess, too. She's not so fucking weird. She's still weird and has a stick up her ass. But she's, you know, we kind of I see, see why, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. So she's a little more developed in that way. That's fine. But the way she walks... What is wrong with her? Why does she walk like that? She's a robot. I mean, sort of, right? Not all, not her whole body. Almost. But I mean, why does she walk like that? And why does she still look like this? Why do the hose in where Yondu was at with the yellow hose, the robot hose? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, Why yeah. did they look so good? And Nebula looks like this. They're robots. They shut down right in front of us. Because they're true robots. Nebula has been <laughs> fucking put back together by a maniac. So she's half whatever. Or she's probably like 80% robot and 20% whatever, you know. Yeah, whatever. She, whatever Orga- she is. Yeah, or some kind of organism. Which is why she sounds like that. I get, well, don't get me wrong. I get the robotic kind of sounding thing she's got going on, but in the first one, man, she sounded so fucking dumb. Like you would have to bring up two side by sides voice of her. They're different. They are totally a hundred percent different. She sounded the same to me. Oh my god, man, she did not sound the same to me. She sounded better here. She sounded like she was talking into a tin can or something. She sounded a little more what I would I expect, you know, Marvel to pull out for a robot esque character. But so that's better but the the walking and the and then the face paint just it looks so bad i, I don't know why those yellow hose look better <laughs> they're there for like 25 seconds you know because they were made specifically to look good but nebula's, nebula's on screen for life. so long she has had a hard life but I'm just looking at that metal piece on her eye i'm just like metal piece in quotes right it looks so bad it looks so bad. I just can't stop looking at it. It's just like, I think it's wrinkling when she talks. Like, it's so... I can't. I can't look at it. I, that's what I was thinking. When I saw those yellow girls, I was just like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. That's hilarious. They look better. Why do all the side pieces and all the extras in the background look better than Nebula? I don't know. Why does Taser Face look better than Nebula? I can't get over it. Yeah. I, I'm trying to give her the benefit of the doubt here, but... At least she's better than she is better than in the first one. She was better. Her her except the walk. I don't know what that walk is. She walks like she's she walks like I don't even know. It's like a cross between I don't even know, dude. It's so weird. Her walk is weird. And then she walks 
she has like that I don't know what you want to call it, like a militant kind of walk I guess it's kind of steppy and Nazi-esque and and then she's got this one walk at this one scene where she like sways her hips I'm just like what is going on why did why is she switching <laughs> walk stupid like you were now you're doing this and it's like you just this is the first time you've done this walk I don't like that I don't like her performance I don't like anything about Nebula so hopefully in the third one she's better Unless she does, she die throughout the rest of the MCU. I'm not sure. Um, I know, I know something happens to her and Gamora with Thanos. I'm not. Um, I don't remember though. I don't remember. Yeah, I just had to had to bring that up. Not a Nebula fan. Gamora's cool. Drax is the best. Drax laughs a lot in this film. It's funny. I like. Yeah, that. Yeah, he does. I like that. Yeah, I think he's a little bit more. Um. I don't know how I want to put this. He's a little bit quieter, even though he fucking laughs out loud like a, a hyena. He's a little bit quieter here than he is in the first one. Like just his demeanor, I guess. Yeah. Almost almost all of his interaction is with Mantis, which I, I like Mantis's character quite a bit because she's kind of his opposite. Mm-hmm. in a weird way and they have just and they knew they knew that they may have designed that character for Drax really and they uh they complement each other in a funny way and I they're probably their dialogue is probably all their dialogue that they have between each other is probably my favorite part of the whole the whole movie all of them especially when he calls her disgusting and he starts gagging when he oh, thinks yeah. that she wants to be intimate with him or whatever he said <laughs> that's so funny that's probably the only time i really laughed in the movie <laughs> i love batista <laughs> yeah I, I i probably laughed at every interaction he had with somebody that's for sure that's good especially in the beginning when rocket stole those batteries that i don't know why that, that just, was great that was fucking great and then that was great <laughs> he's showing drags and he's like laughing yeah it's like two fucking goofballs and they shouldn't have stolen those batteries. Yeah, I hate that. I guess I'm still hung up on the gold people a little bit. They, I mean, I like that one bit where she's like walking real slow on the carpet and like it's so stupid. Oh, and that was too stupid for me. It's too stupid. Yeah. And I don't know. It's a little too stupid for me. Yeah, I'm not not a fan of the gold people. Yeah. It's kind of lousy that they don't. They just like audit their their planes are all telecommunicated and they're not actually in there and it's kind of lame. It's I don't know. I'm I'm kind of hung up on them. I think they're in the third one too. Oh. So. Hmm. Okay. So I'm not sure how that's gonna play out. So no wonder they kept them in this one for so long because they wanted they wanted to bring them back. Yeah. Hopefully they're not like a bad the major bad guy. I don't know how they're gonna. They they made them look so stupid in this movie. Intentionally so. They just kind of, I think, showed up a little too much. I don't know how they're going to spend them being the main bad guy if there is a main bad guy in the next one. I assume there's got to be a main bad guy because it's a Marvel movie, but I don't know. I think a Marvel movie could not... I I think it could do without a main bad guy and be very good. Like a side bad guy? Like the first one? No, no, no. Ronan was the main bad guy there. He was just... What do you mean... Like uh, just as in if the the bad guy maybe is your trauma or something, nothing 
no baddie. It's just more of a character study. It human like condition problem. The first Captain America and the first well no, not the first Iron Man. There's Well Captain America, one. isn't it about that red dude? The first Captain America? I think it's just his origin story, right? Well that's the first few minutes. And then he um his like task is to kill that red dude, Hydra or whatever. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just got like a a mission to go kill this Nazi person. I think he's a Nazi, right? And like isn't like a subsector of the Nazis, the Hydra people, which is cool, but it doesn't mm-hmm. I don't think it goes anywhere. I, I mean, I I'm not sure. Yeah, but. I don't know. I think, you know, you just want another Joker. Yeah, I just want another Joker. It doesn't need to be mental illness problems. It can just be, you know, there's a lot of like the whale, you know. There's I mean, there's some mental illness there, but it's we're it Sounds uh, like you just need another genre. You don't you just don't watch I want but I want that genre in the MCU. I think it, I it could have been it could have worked really well with Thor, I think. With him being real insecure and not feeling worthy. It doesn't need to be as dramatic as the whale, but <laughs> something something we're real of a something of a character study of Thor and mm-hmm. his and him, you know, kind of rediscovering what it means and what it what his purpose is in the world and how and him overcoming his smallness, you know, he's not he's not this big dog, you know. He's got all these earthlings that are could beat the shit out of him. <laughs> you know, it's a problem for him. Yeah. All right. I mean, I'd definitely watch it. Yeah, man, well, uh I think we're done here. Do you have anything else to say? Yeah, I guess to wrap up, I just wanted to talk about um a few more of my favorite parts or my favorite scenes. One of them was when it's just so stupid, but it was, it, it was so funny. It just got me when Yondu was flying down and then Peter was like, you look like Mary Poppins. That was funny. And then he was like, was he cool? <laughs> Peter's like, yeah, he was cool. He says, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> it's so funny. That was funny. That's good stuff. You know, because that could have been something where he's like, no, Mary Poppins is, you know, and then describes her, tells him about the umbrella. Okay, that wouldn't have been funny. But just the fact that he's like, yeah, he was cool. Like, that just, that, oh, that made it so funny. But it's kind of funny, though, too, because I can, I can see a random MCU character also saying that, but it just being especially stupid. But it fits Peter's character a little more because he's yes. a man child. There aren't man children littered throughout the MCU. That's I don't think there true. are any other man children. That's true. He It fits him, but I could very easily see fucking Captain America saying that to Thor. You know, it's like and that wouldn't have been funny because they have no, you know, self-respect. Yeah, I could see Deadpool saying that. I couldn't. It's a little too PG, you know. We need something a little raunchy from him. A little more R. He's also stupid. Yeah, he is stupid. If of I all guess the both other would in, fit. Yeah. of all the other characters, only Deadpool. <laughs> I will say that. Yeah. And then another one of my favorite scenes was. When Baby Groot got the correct button, you like that? I love that. I love that <laughs> so much. And he was—he was about to press the wrong one too. He was like so close. And the whole time, I mean, you know, you know, they're in the next movies. You know, there's a third movie, and I'm seeing this now when I definitely know they're alive. You're like, so I know he's not gonna press the wrong button. 
But he was so stupid. He was so I mean, he's a baby. He's he was regrown. He had he has to learn so much again about the world. So that was too cute. That was too stinking cute. And then I guess my last favorite bit was when um Ego tells Peter that he put a brain tumor inside his mom. That was kind of a funny cinematic moment too because we that's just something i don't think i've ever seen anywhere else in the mcu too it's just this like zoom in like and they had this weird lens on the camera where it didn't even look like chris pratt it was fucking weird and it was it was cool i like that too because he was losing his shit like you did what it was almost very anime huh which is which is cool it's cool and I don't know. It's like that's fucked up, dude. Yeah. Like, damn. And then he shoots him immediately. Yes. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. That was good. That was good. Yeah, I will say collectively, Mar- uh, Guardians one and two is is probably it is probably the king of the MCU. I will say. I have a soft I have a soft spot for Spider Man, and I the first Iron Man is stands on its own, and that it's a fun movie about country affairs and dealing weapons and stuff but this is this is good stuff yeah i mean you know if the um, rest of the mcu was like this i'd fucking watch it what you said if the rest of the mcu was like this i'd watch it oh i mean it's not that bad it's not terrible some of them might be especially the newer stuff i haven't seen that and i don't i probably won't but i like iron man and i guess i've always been a big iron man fan how could you not be with the first movie really yeah, no, I agree. And so, you know, he's a he's a main guy. So there's a lot of movies with him. So I'm, I'm a bit partial to those, especially, you know, you have this billionaire who's a fucking genius and builds awesome looking suits. It's cool. It's so cool. It is cool. But he he loses some of his coolness as the movies move on, like we talked yeah. about. Yeah. Especially, I mean, I hate, it's kind of, Maybe an ironic thing to say, but I think the Avengers movies just continue to do the whole franchise dirty. I don't think they... I think they might be among the worst. Even the Thanos movies, I just think Thanos is probably one of the more interesting villains. So he helps hold everyone afloat, but... And you have some cool moments, of course. You know, Iron Man grabbing... Not Iron Man. um, Captain America grabbing the hammer and everything, and... It's funny you say that because I think the Avenger movies are some of the better ones. Yeah, I'd have to rewatch them to be sure. Than the individual. I just I'm mostly thinking of the first two, Avengers, I guess, and then Age of Ultron, and how bad those are. Just I'd have to I'd have to rewatch them. It's been I haven't seen them since they came out. I mean, me either. So maybe I'd have to rewatch them with my new. Yeah, I've always had a soft spot for Thor too because I just thought he'd always. Amount to more, you know, but they Thor one and two, or I mean, I haven't seen them since they came out again, but like they just weren't good. And then Ragnarok sucks ass. And then I apparently Love and Thunder is garbage too. And it just sucks because it just sucks, you know. I hate it. I wish all this was like, I just wish it was better. I feel like I wish it was all as good as Iron Man one, you know, but it was just different times when Iron yeah. Man one came out. And it probably didn't help that it's And Ant-Man? Ant-Man sucks. You know? Yeah, I guess I've only seen the first Ant-Man. I don't know. Not a superhero fan, I guess. I gotta work really hard to find some things I like in it. Yeah, maybe we'll go through them all at some point. Would you like that? 
Yes. All right. Well, thank you for watching this film with me. I enjoyed watching it with you. You're welcome. Did you enjoy it? Mm -hmm. Did you enjoy watching with me? Yeah, that was fun. It's good. Well, thank you guys for listening to this episode. We'll be back. The Film of Steins will be back. Take care, you guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that's a wrap for today's episode of The Film of Steins. Thanks for tuning in and joining us on our cinematic journey. We hope you enjoyed our discussion and gained some new insights and perspectives on the world of movies. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform, especially Patreon at patreon.com slash And follow us on social media for more film-related content. We love hearing from our listeners, so if you have any feedback, suggestions, movie recommendations, or book recommendations, please feel free to reach out to us. Until next time, keep watching and keep loving the magic of movies. This is the Film of Steins signing off. <laughs> oh shit. Too bad.